0: Welcome back to our Total Sense Bite Size episodes. I'm Tom Hensky, and I'm here to help parents teach their kids about money. Welcome back. Today, I have with us Sam Rennick. He's an award-winning financial educator, and he's been the driving force behind Sammy the Rabbit. Sam, how are you? Hey, Sam is Sammy Riffick. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, it's great to have you. I know that you've uh, sung as you proclaim off key to a (laughs) quarter of a million kids by now around the world, encouraging them to build good habits, specifically habits of saving, which you know we talk about on my show all the time. I know you're in the process of creating a huge collection of music on money habits, and we're going to talk about that. So, welcome to Total Sense. So tell me, let's just hop right in. Uh, tell me about Sammy the Rabbit, your story, your
1: approach. I want to hear all about it. Okay, great. Well, you know, I eat, live, breathe, talk, uh, financial literacy, especially for young kids and and families. I've been doing it for over 22 years. I really feel this is my life purpose and mission. I get a tremendous amount of satisfaction and gratification from it. And I think a lot has to do with my personal story growing up and what I like to finally describe as upper poverty <laughs> <laughs> and so upper poverty is basically uh, living seven people in a one bathroom one phone home back in the 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 60s I had my brother's hand-me-down clothes but we always had something to to eat and a place to sleep but zero discretionary income so that can be very informative but when it comes to finances like you know for me i always wanted to have my own room <laughs> that was a big uh, a big deal and i think it's part of what motivated me at age 21 in my first professional job to start an automatic investing and saving program you know and so that really paid off for me you fast forward about 12 years i got into financial services for a few years, started having all these conversations with people about their money choices. And for me, it was a real discovery experience. I discovered most people weren't automatically saving and investing, and it didn't matter what their income levels were. And I was just amazed by this. And it really got me reflecting. I was at a turning point in my life, and I started thinking about, you know, why am I here? Uh, What do I have to offer and hearing all these stories and people share their regret and despair you know got me to thinking maybe i can make some contribution to help families and kids get on the right path the right foundation the same as my mother and father did for me so with that we we birthed and created Sammy the rabbit to help make the job a little bit easier more fun and all those all those things and then have been hopping along uh, ever since for the last 22 or 23 years
0: so so tell me about the beginning, the very beginning. What were some of the first
1: projects you worked on leading up to where you are today? All right. Well, the, the first thing I did, I'll tell you what, what sparked part of this interest. But I have to reiterate, the timing in my life was just right to be open to this. But I was uh, working for a financial services uh, firm on a commission basis, selling uh, primarily mutual funds, but some uh, insurance. And we used to have these weekly sales meetings. Uh, and generally they were led by these very knowledgeable seasoned pros from outside firms, the Fidelis and Putnam's of the world. And one day this guy showed up with a a bubble blower and an Etch-A-Sketch, and I'm like, well, you know, what's he up to? (laughs) Anyways, he was trying to really encourage us to establish relationships with their families, and if they had kids, open college savings accounts. I'm happy to say that's something I was already doing, but what it really did for me at that moment was got me thinking you know, about the situation, the problem, the regrets people had. And then I was asking myself, well, why in the heck did I get on this path, but other people aren't? And that got me to thinking about, you know, when I was a young kid, it seems almost from birth, my dad, even though we didn't have any discretionary income, was saying things like, Sam, you can have anything you want if, if you're willing to work for it. Are you willing to work for it? And I'd say, sure. You know, and you know, what's interesting about him is, You know, often we'd wash our aunt's car for a dollar or two. Uh, He'd find a little money to get us some soap and some pads or rags, and he'd be out there working with us. Well, that started laying this foundation for me, a very hopeful foundation, that even though we were in a certain economic box, let's call it, I could uh, transform, progress out of that if I made these smart money choices. So I started looking into the area more and more, discovered it really was a big problem. And I just thought to my, I started asking myself questions like, you know, who should I focus on? And if, if Tom, if I could only teach a person, whether they were an adult or a kid, one money habit or one money principle, what would it be? And I thought about that for about five or six months (laughs) and I finally concluded that what what you want to do is you want to create some kind of automated process that has you habitually growing your, let's call it your security, your freedom, your, your wealth. So I think that begins with saving, and then it will grow hopefully into investing. So if you do this, what some people call paying yourself first or spending less than you earn, and you do it on a habitual, consistent basis, I mean, I like doing it daily, but let's say weekly or monthly, biweekly, that starts to begin to organize your approach to managing finances. So I I found by doing that, taking at the time I was in this, what I like to think of window of opportunity, this was pre-financial services, but I'm reflecting on this period between say 21 and 34, where I was working for a big company. So I had them automatically take money out of my account. So I never saw it, never missed it. But I get those statements and see, oh, you know, $25, $50, $100. And for me, I'm like, I'm, I'm building uh, a better future for myself is the way I saw it. And then what I did is I made a game out of it. Let's just say it was $100. So let's say, I, you know, I, I was pretty aggressive uh, saving and investing like $35 out of it. The rest, I tried to live on less than that amount, including what I was paying and taxes. And I was able to successfully do that by making a lot of other choices, but basically by prioritizing for me, my future, my freedom and my economic security. And so what I then did is I I came up, I said, this is basically paying yourself first. How can I translate that into a message, an actionable message for young kids? And I thought, you know, I'm, I'm a big champion of investing. But I thought for kids, especially young kids, and when I say young kids, I mean like three to eight. Uh, So everybody's young to me now because I'm in my 60s. But I thought what they want to do is make a habit of saving. And so with Sammy the Rabbit and myself, uh, we're very big on habit formation. So I came up with that saying, at first it was saving is a habit. Then it was like, no, saving is a great habit. And then I encapsulated that in a storybook. To begin with, it's a habit, Sammy Rabbit. And in that book, we don't even mention money. We just mention the concept that saving is a great habit. And Sammy uses that habit. He's actually saving carrots, and they come in handy when a big unexpected storm wipes out his family's uh, savings of carrots out in the storage shed. And so he's like, yeah, saving is a great habit. It helped me rescue the family. But, and they just kept kept building, let me just say, just kept building from there, which is w- where we started the, the, the music. And uh, you know, I, I can't sing on key or clap on beat, but uh, what I do is contribute to that process, the lyrics, the ideas uh, uh, to it. And then we, we ended up starting off after developing that book, doing these in-class experiences or at YMCA's and Boys and Girls Clubs. So I'd read them the story and then we'd sing them this, we'd sing together this song. We teach them the
0: song. That's awesome. And they probably have that (laughs) humming in the back of their head for the rest of their lives, right?
1: Okay. I don't know about for the rest of their lives, but I'm going to say this. We get emails from parents, from kids. I can't get that song out of my head. So it's, it's very effective in that uh, pers- in that way but it's also effective in it's a it brings a lot of joy to the process but in our signature song get in the habit it's getting that this is the course get in the habit with sammy rabbit saving money all the time you can do it which is one of my favorite messages Tom but we got to get to it so now let's get to it from every dollar save a dime then in the verses there's a line that says it ain't funny when you got no money and then there's another line that says, you can watch your uh, money grow and grow and grow. So you can take all of those lines and build lessons on them about compound interest. That's how you get your money to grow and grow. You know, it isn't funny when, uh, you know, obviously, you you know, you blow out your tire on your bike and and you can't fix it. You know, whatever the emergency or we like to say unexpected surprise is. And then it also is instructive, like, okay, from every dollar, save a dime. You know, maybe that's a good amount to, to begin with. But for, for me, let me just say what's more important than the amount, especially when you're young, is the habit. So start with pennies or start with nickels, but don't underestimate what Sammy Rabbit's like to say, the power of pennies. <laughs> right. And
0: yeah, habiting, habit forming is important no matter what we're talking about, right? So, uh, absolutely. whether it's money or eating or doing your schoolwork and your studies, so getting those yes. ha- habits right early. So, you mentioned from three to eight. So, I assume you're a huge proponent of starting early.
1: We're a huge proponent of starting early, Tom. You hit, the, you hit the nail on the head, you get a Sammy Rabbit gold carrot. There <laughs> you <awesome>. go, Tom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that. I need, I'm getting hungry now. I need a little <laughs> carrot. That's awesome. So tell me, um, how are people finding you? Is it most often through your events that you're doing around the country? How are people getting to you?
1: Okay. So let me say for the first 10 years, that's what we were doing. We're going, you know, I think we went to maybe 40 States in the United States and seven or eight different countries. And, you know, it was all word of mouth. That's how people were getting to us. For the last 10 years, we've been trying, we're we're doing, we we cut way back on that. We're doing some of it selectively, but we've been in the process of trying to develop an online uh, method of delivering our approach to Financial education. I'm happy to say, after several starts and false starts and trials and errors, we've now got a pretty good system that we're launching uh, version 1.1 in uh, January. So, word of mouth through social media, you know, I'm on LinkedIn quite a bit. I think that's where we connected. So, uh, you know, this is one of the big challenges for all entrepreneurs, but I think especially maybe. Uh, Financial education entrepreneurs is, you know, trying to solve the question you're asking, how how do people find you? So I'm, I'm trying to connect with people who I think are interested in the subject, whether they be financial service professionals and experts like yourself or teachers or youth organizations or, you know, our first big uh, contract, I'll call it a contract or collaboration, was with the U.S. Air Force Aid Society. That led us to a relationship with the Department of Defense. So, you know, it isn't always there are some obvious people, but then there are some other less obvious people that they're interested in helping strengthen families, children, concerned about the futures, and they see this as one, one component. This whatever you want to call it, financial literacy, financial capability, financial empowerment, financial wellness. I've been through all those name changes in the last 20, 20 years.
0: <laughs> so so take me through this. Imagine someone, a parent is listening to this podcast and they say, oh, this is great. I'm going to get a copy of the book. Where do they go to get the book? And then what's the journey that they take with Sammy
1: the Rabbit? All right. Well, thank you for asking. They go to SammyRabbit.com, SammySA mmyrabbit.com. com. They can find the book there. They can find our contact information. Uh, if they have any questions, I encourage them to contact me. You know, I respond to, uh, I, I think, just about every uh, email. Uh, so they'll find the book there. What they're going to find starting in January is something we're calling the Sammy Rabbit Money School. Now, that's mainly geared, the content there for kids seven and above. I'd say right now, 90% of that content is geared for kids seven and above, uh, but there is some content for kids younger than that, like some of the music and even some of the the activities. They're going to find starting like 300 activities that kids can download. We're at the phase right now where you can download the activities, do the activities, build your own dream big journal, uh, listen to me read the book, or they can read the book themselves. Uh, to begin with, we're going to have a book. It's our second book, Sammy's Big Dream, and so uh, on there. So uh, we're not only teaching money habits. You made a point earlier. You know, when you have habits, and if you think of them as routines or patterns or recipes for success, they're going to find that they're not only for money, but like reading. You can build reading skills. You can build life skills like like uh, planning. So they're going to find a lot of activities and content, not only that, they can give to their kids, but there's going to also be some content for the parents or the teachers or community instructors and leaders, whether they're bank people or YMCA who want to get into this topic with kids on a one-time basis, on a 724, 365 basis, weekly, however they want to, to do it. So there'll be some instructions for them on, oh, this is how you might lead a song experience, or this is how you might lead a reading experience, or this is how you might lead an activity experience. And then it's going to be categorized in different ways. So if you want to use it on a one-off basis, a program basis, or by topic, not every, believe it or not, Tom, not everybody agrees with me (laughs) that we, we think the number one most important, if you're only going to teach your kid one habit, we strongly encourage teach them to save because we we think this is the basis that leads propels to all excess. I've got a great friend and a colleague uh, in uh, Texas, uh, Susan Doty. She's at the university of Texas. Uh, She's the director of their economics and financial literacy center. And she says, Sam, I think maybe saving might be number two or number three, teaching kids how to make choices is, is number one. And you know, she, she, she may be right. That's important. So we've got a song called, Make your choices count. And then along with that, we've got a variety of activities to help reinforce or teach the the message. This is another uh, something about our approach. We believe learning uh, ideally should be a lifelong process that there's there's levels. And so part of what we encourage is get the foundation in there correctly, just like you would on a house to build firm. Try and also encourage an attitude of learning uh, in your children. Uh, Just like me, I think this works for a a lot of kids that if you get hooked on a topic, then you're going to start seeking out more information. Like, oh, say if you start to save, uh, maybe somewhere in that journey, three months, six months, one year, two years, you'll start saying, you know, I'm saving this money. I'm not using it maybe all for security, unexpected expenses. How can I earn more money? Uh, and so then they say, "Oh well, let me start reading about something called investing. Oh, let me let, let me not only start reading about it, let me maybe call someone. Let me call Tom Hensky or whoever it might uh, be, you know." And so I, I found this to be true in all areas. You know, I like sports, so I'll read a lot about sports. Okay, so one last th-
0: last thing. One last thing. We're down the home stretch here. Give me a success story.
1: Okay, well, success story. I'm in a big collaboration right now with three United Ways in California that I hope uh, grows uh, across the globe. I think there's 12 or 1300 United Ways. So we're providing content to this local provider who's interested in a lot of subjects, one of them being early age financial education that particularly targets low income families. And uh, starting, I believe, in February. They're going to be delivering six to eight week uh, programs in their community, and also uh, based on Sammy the Rabbit curriculum. They're also going to be giving the students and the families who roll in these programs memberships to our online money school, which gives them seven twenty four three sixty five access. So that that's a recent success. That's at the top of my uh, top of my mind. <laughs> and and while it's on my mind,
0: tell me, give me a. <laughs> Can you give me a success story of an individual family?
1: Absolutely. Okay. So I was doing a variation of this program that United Way will now be uh, implementing. We're we're constantly tweaking and, and trying to perfect just like a, a recipe. And this was, I don't know, maybe uh, five years ago. After school program, we called it Sammy Rabbit uh, Money and Economics Club for second graders and this went on for i don't know maybe 8 or 12 weeks we actually the, the the there was a teacher who led the program we supported it and about a year after that one of the parents of the program we were back at the school she came and she just said shared and and we've got this on video you know what an impact this had not only on her second grader which happened to be a girl but then the further compounding impact that it had has had on her 5 year old Son, because her seven year old daughter is talking to about hey, are you going to save that penny, uh, or nickel, or, or or whatever it is? So, this is kind of what we suspected also. One of our theories that if you get the young kids on board, especially in that elementary school period where they still talk to their parents, <laughs> it's going to have a whole it's going to energize the whole whole family. So, uh, she was just extraordinarily thankful and shared. This was not a conversation that they were having, let's say, consciously with intention.
0: Got it. Sam Rennick, Sammy the Rabbit, thank you so much for being a part of Total Sense and our podcast. We'll put all your information in the show notes for people who want to get a hold of you, get the book, enroll in the class, listen to the music, and uh, looking forward to seeing your growth in the future years. So thanks for being
1: on, Sam. All right, Tom, thank you. And remember, get in the habit like Sammy Rabbit. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Sam, thanks. All right.
0: I hope you enjoyed our episode of Total Sense. A special thank you goes out to Verso Studios at the Westport Library. Tune in for our next Money Chat.